and face it. Prayer. Allah. Allah. The Father of the universe. The Father of love. The Father of love. My protector, my guide, and my salvation. My guide and my salvation. By night and by day. By night and by day. Do his holy prophet. Draw Ali. Amen. Amen. Give the highest praise to the most high Father God Allah. Honest to our divine prophet, noble Draw Ali, for bringing us our divine nationality. Oh, our divine creed and nationality, so that we may learn to love instead of hate. Honors. To the forerunners, Marcus Mosiah Garvey, for preparing the way for the, our prophet. Honors to the Adab Sheikhs and all the faithful Moors that give up, make up the grand body of the Moorish divine and national movement. Honors to the Supreme Grand Sheikh. Honors to the appointed by the prophet Emiliel. Honors to the current Supreme Grand Sheikh. And honors to our Grand Council of the Moorish. Science Temple of America. All right, Islam. Uh, Brother Jackson Bay, would you please read our divine constitution and bylaws? Islam, she got rise given, given the perfect praise to Allah, honest to the prophet Jurali, honest to our forefathers and foremothers, and honest to the Asiatic nations and the Muslims all over the world. Salvation, Allah, unity the Moorish Science Temple of America, the Divine Constitution and Bylaws. Act 1, the Grand Sheik and the Chairman of the Moorish Science Temple of America is empowered to make law and enforce law with the assistance of the Prophet and the Grand Body of the Moorish Science Temple of America. The Assistant Grand Sheik is to assist the Grand Sheik in all affairs if he lives according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, and is known before the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Act 2, all means are to be open and closed promptly according to Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Friday is our holy day of rest because on, on a Friday, the first man was formed in flesh. And on a Friday, the first man departed out of flesh and ascended unto his father, God Allah. For that cause, Friday is the holy day for all Muslims all over the world. Act 3, love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice must be proclaimed and practiced by all members of the Moorish Science Temple of America. No member is to put in danger or accuse falsely his brother or sister on any occasion at all that may harm his brother or sister, because a lie is love. Act 4. All members must preserve these holy and divine laws, and all members must obey the laws of the government, because by being a Moorish American, you are part and partial of the government and must live the life accordingly. Act 5. This organization of the Moorish Science Temple of America is not to cause any confusion or to overthrow the laws and constitution of the said government, but to obey hereby. Act 6. With us, all members must proclaim their nationality, and we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed, that they may know that they are part and partial of this said government, and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians. Because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Noble Ju'ali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. 
The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites whom inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7. All members must promptly attend their meetings and become part and partial of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Then you members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Then you are entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Juali, through the guidance of his father, God Allah. Noble Juali, founder, Moorish American Prayer, Allah, the father of the universe, the father of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation by night and by day through his holy prophet, Jurali. Amen. The Morris Science Temple of America, home office of Noble Jurali, home office Chicago, Illinois, USA. Islam, Islam, Islamism. Peace and love. Happy Sunday, Muslims. Islamism, gratitude, brother. Uh, brother Kobe, would you please read our writs? Islam, Grand Sheik. Arise, give perfect praise to our great God, Allah. Arise, give honors to our prophet, noble Jew Ali. Arise, give honors to the forerunner, Marcus Mazai Garvey. Arise, give honors to all ills and bays, all monsters on the call and on the planet. To be proclaimed in every meeting, Islam. I am glad to know I have a few faithful Moors among you all, and I desire for them to know the truth and the divine truth. There is a host of jealousy about me and the movement now by the same people of our side of the nation that claimed that I was a joke and unreal. But now since they found out from the government officials and the nations of the earth that this is the only sole foundation that all Asiatics must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens, they're working every scheme that they can to disqualify me so they may take charge of the situation. I have notified all these things to you long ago in the past. It is through the faithful Moors that attribute to the movement and uplifting funds, the ones that pay their divine respects to me and the movement will be remembered. That is why I'm calling upon all faithful Moors to increase their faithfulness to me, your prophet, and your divine Moors movement. I need finance, and I need it badly. Never before have I needed finance so badly as I do at present, so I can shove aside the discord that is facing the nation. It all comes through jealousy because of my fame and nobility. The nations of the world will not recognize the movement without I, the prophet, being head. It has been proven by my works, which I have performed in the past few years. Prophet, Noble Drew Ali. To the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America, Islam, this instruction from your prophet, Noble Drew Ali, be faithful unto your forefather, divine and national creed, that you will be blessed for your good deeds that you sow in the flesh. Allah is the one that judges the world, and his judgment is on now. But the weak can comprehend and not. The end of times are drawing near. So says Allah to his divine prophet, I, Noble Juali. And that is why many hearts have turned to stone. Many have eyes to see, but cannot see. Ears to hear, but cannot hear. Least they'll be confounded of their sins. These are the trying hours now, dear Moors. And every evil spirit is moving. And they are trying every weak mind to overthrow and drag out the true foundation that has been laid and to cause confusion in the minds of the ones that do believe. But if you have the true love of Allah, 
and the spirit of your forefathers. You fear not what you hear or see, but will sacrifice the utmost of your very life to protect your movement and your profit. Watch your enemies, dear Morris. Your enemies are the ones that speak against your prophet and ridicule him to the very lowest, and the ones that speak against your divine and national principles of your temples. Act accordingly, and Allah will bless you for your good work. Peace, your divine prophet, Noble Jawali. Prophet warns all Muslims to be read in every meeting. I hereby inform all members they must end all radical speeches while at work, in their homes, or on the streets. We are for peace and not destruction. Stop flashing your cards at Europeans. It causes confusion. Remember, your card is for your salvation. Failure to obey these orders will be a severe consequence. We are for love, truth, peace, freedom. And when these principles are violated, justice must then take its course. Any member or group of members who hold malicious feelings towards the temple or the prophet or violate the divine covenant of the Moorish movement will receive their rewards from Allah for their unjust deeds. All true Moors will and must obey the law laid down to them by their prophet. If they lose confidence in their prophet, they should turn their card and button, cease wearing their turban and fez, and return to the state where I, the prophet, found you. This is a holy and divine movement founded by the prophet Noble Juali. And if the prophet is not right, the temple is not right. The prophet, therefore, is sending out a divine plea to all Moorish Americans. They do their part in protecting the prophet and the temple. This is an everlasting movement founded by the prophet through the will of Allah to redeem his people from their sinful ways. Peace, Noble Juali. Islam, Islam, Islamism. Happy Sunday. Islamism and gratitude, brother. Uh, Sister Lachey L., would you please read our additional laws? Islam. I rise to give all praise to the great Father God Allah. Honors to the Holy Prophet, Noble Juali. Honors to Marcus Messiah Garvey. Honors to all Muslims on the call. And honors to each and every one of you. Questionary and additional laws for the Moorish Americans by the Prophet Nobujali. Act 1. Grand sheiks and governors and heads of all temple, all business, each said temple must be approved by the Prophet Nobujali. Before acting upon by any members, let it be finance, property, or any line of life that will cause the members to sacrifice finance, ETC, that will cause the support of any group of members. Any former officer that violates these laws is subject to be removed from his office under a heavy restriction, ETC by the prophet or the grand chief. Act two, all members are to attend their adept meetings and their public meetings promptly. If a member is found standing around on their meeting period, she'll be fined 50 cents on the first case. And on the second, he will be fined $1, which will go on your emergency fund. If member is working, his monthly dues must be paid, and if he has money in the bank, he must subscribe for as much as he is able to the Moorish uplifting funds, because it takes finance to uplift the nation. Act 3. It is the lawful and divine duty of every good member, if he is able in finance, to aid me in saving the nation. And if he does not, he is an enemy to the cause of uplifting his own people, and justice must catch you. Let it be he or she, according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, 
as I have the power invested in my hands and I will have to enforce the law in order to save the nation. Act four, all members while up making a public speech must not use any assertion against the American flag or speak radical against the church or any member of any organized group because we're to teach love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Act five, all members must promptly attend their meeting and send their children to Sunday school. And the teacher must confirm itself to the questionnaire and let every member exercise his five senses who is able to do so. Because out of your Sunday school comes the guiders of the nation. Act six, with us, all members must proclaim their nationality and we're teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are a part and parcel of this sad government and know that they are not Negroes, color folks, black people or Ethiopians because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained no, noble Juwali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7. All members must properly attend their meetings and become a part and a parcel of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple. Members must pay their dues and keep in mind with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple, then you're entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Jerali, through the guidance of his father God, Allah. Islam, peace and love. All right, Islam and gratitude, sister. by the prophet for the nations. The citizens of all free national governments, according to their national constitution, are all of one family bearing one free national name. Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government are classed as undesirables and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them. And it is a sin for any group of people to violate the national constitutional laws of a free national government and cling to the names and the principles that delude to slavery. I, the prophet, was prepared by the great God, Allah, to warn my people to resit, repent from their sinful ways and go back to the state of mind to their forefathers' divine and national principles, that they will be law abiders and receive their divine rights as citizens according to the free national constitution that was prepared for all free national beings. They are to claim their own free national name and religion. There is but one issue for them to be recognized by this government and of the earth, and it comes only through the connection of the Moorish divine national movement, which is incorporated in this government and recognized by all other nations of the world. 
and through it they and their children can receive their divine rights unmolested by other citizens that they can cast a free national ballot at the polls under the free national constitution of the state's government and not under a granted privilege as has been the existing condition for many generations. You who doubt whether I, the prophet, and my principles are right for the redemption of my people, go to those that know the law in the city hall and among the officials in your government and ask them under an intelligent tone, and they will be glad to render you a favorable reply, for they are glad to see me bring you out of darkness into light. Money doesn't make the man. It is free national standards and power that makes a man and a nation. The wealth of all national governments, gold and silver, and commerce belong to the, to the citizens alone. And without your national citizenship by name and principles, you have no true wealth. And I am hereby calling on all true citizens that stand for a free na national free government and the enforcement of the constitution to help me in my great missionary work because I need all support from all true American citizens of the United States of America. Help me to save my people who have fallen from the constitutional laws of the government. I'm depending on your support to get them back to the constitutional fold again, that they will learn to love instead of hate and will live according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, supporting our free national constitution of the United States of America. I love my people and I desire their unity and mine back to their own free national and divine standard because day by day they have been violating the national and constitutional laws of their government by claiming names and principles that are unconstitutional. If Italians, Greeks, English, Chinese, Japanese, Turks, and Arabians are forced to proclaim their free national name and religion before the constitutional government of the United States of America, it is no more than right that the law should be enforced upon all other American citizens alike. In all other governments, when a man is born and raised there and asks for his national descent name, and if he fails to give it, he is misused, imprisoned, or exiled. Any group of people that fail to answer up to the constitutional standards of law by name and principles, because to be a citizen of any government, you must claim your national descent name because they place their trust upon issue and names formed by their forefathers. The word Negro deludes in the Latin language to the word nigger, the same as the word colored deludes to anything that is painted, varnished, and dyed. <clears throat> and every nation must bear a national descent name of their forefathers, because honoring thy fathers and thy mothers, your days will be lengthened upon this earth. These names have never been recognized by any true American citizens of this day. Through your free national name, you are known and recognized by all nations of the earth that are recognized by said national government in which they live. The 14th and 15th Amendments brought the North and South in unit, placing the Southerners who were at that time without power with the constitutional body of power. And at that time, 1865, the free national constitutional law that was enforced since 1774 declared all men equal and free. And if all men are declared by the free national constitution to be free and equal, since that constitution has never been changed, there is no need for the application of the 14th and 15th amendments for the salvation of our people and citizens. So there isn't but one supreme issue for my people to use to redeem that which was lost, and that is through the above statements. Then the lion and the lamb can lie down together in yonder hills, and neither will be harmed because love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice will be reigning in this land. 
In those days, the United States will be one of the greatest civilized and prosperous governments of the world. But if the above principles are not carried out by the citizens and my people in this government, the worst is yet to come. Because the great God of the universe is not pleased with the works that are being performed in North America by my people, and this great sin must be removed from the land to save it from enormous earthquakes, diseases, ETC. And I, the prophet, do herein believe that this administration of the government being more wisely prepared by more genius citizens that believe in their free national constitution and laws, and through the help of such classes of citizens, I, the prophet, truly believe that my people will find the true and divine way of their forefathers and learn to stop serving carnal customs and merely ideas of men that have never done them any good, but have always harmed them. So I, the prophet, am hereby calling aloud with the divine plea to all true American citizens to help me to remove this great sin, which has been committed and is being practiced by my people in the United States of America, because they know it is not the true and divine way. And without understanding, they have fallen from the true light into utter darkness of sin. And there's not a nation on earth today that will recognize them socially, religiously, politically, or economically, ETC, in their present condition of their endeavorment in which they themselves try to force upon a civilized world. They will not refrain from their sinful ways of action and their deeds have brought Jim Crowism, segregation and everything that brings harm to human beings on earth. And they fought the Southerner for all these great misuses. But I've traveled in the South and have examined conditions there and it is the works of my people continuously practicing the things which bring dishonor, disgrace and disrespect to any nation that lives the life. And I'm hereby calling on all true American citizens for moral support and finance to help me in my great missionary work to bring my people out of darkness into marvelous light. From the prophet. All right, Islam, Morris. Islam, how's everybody doing? Islam, all is well. Islam. Right, Islam, Ramadan Mubarak, Moors. Um, let's see, we're, we're going to be going over the first couple of questions in the questionnaire today. Um, before we get started, though, I want to speak on something um, just briefly. Okay, so. Um, here we go, Moors. So, yeah, if we look at the front of the Quran, of course, we had a prophet lifting um, the unconscious woman. That's humanity out of the cares of the world. And we truly are drowning in the cares of the world without these divine instructions. It's true. And it's so apparent. I just saw something today that um, made me think of this. And um, I'll show it to you, Morris. Right. There was a, a New York Times article. Some of you may have seen it already. But uh, there's a New York Times article that uh, they just put out. And um, he just put it out, I guess, yesterday or the day before. And it says, why more Black women should consider marrying white men, right? And when you look at this, it's like, you know, that that's, a, that's very offensive. Um, whether we realize it or not, we're under attack. I would say that our principles are under attack, our culture... But do, do we even have those things, right? Because all, all of the Asiatics, they, they don't really know who they are. They're all, 
when I say they, of course, we're speaking about ourselves, our own family and friends. For the most part, we've taken on Western culture, Western civilization, European culture, taking on everything from a European point of view, um, practicing the religion, of course, that was forced on their ancestors, still practicing it hundreds of years later to this day and don't see any contradiction about that. Wearing our hair like them, dressing, just doing everything from a European point of view, even without realizing it. So of course it's no surprise then that we would see something like this. And this is no knock to any interracial relationships or nothing like that, because we don't attack people, whatever makes people happy, whatever, fine, go and do it. But just the fact that this would be in the New York Post, an article, right? And, and we kind of should have seen this coming with this lady that was just um, confirmed um, as a um, to the Supreme Court, right? Katanji uh, Brown Jackson, and then also the the uh, vice principal, vice pre- <laughs> vice president Kamala Harris. Same deal, married to a European man. Of course, we're not knocking this, but all right, the fact that they're putting this out right now, this is insane. This is crazy, and then it's written by a brother, which is even more insane, right? He's And if you look at this article, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you can go and look it up. It's in the New York Post, right? And speaking about this for a reason, as I said, we truly are drowning in the cares of the world without this, without this salvation, without these divine instructions, right? We're open to attack and we're vulnerable, okay? So um, he's, he's holding up Kamala Harris, and the lady who's now a uh, Supreme Court justice, right? Because they're successful, right? And then he says, but Harrison Brown Jackson also share a personal attribute that is equally noteworthy. Each has a white husband, <laughs> right? So they're holding it out. They're putting it out there in your, your heads, in all of our heads, and, and, and planting that in the heads of the, the sisters so that they can implant this in the um, vulnerable heads of their own little daughters, so that they can give them this idea that this is what you need to do. Because that's really what it's about, to get at the, the children who, who um, don't know any better, right? They're trusting us. They're trusting the grownups. And we're um, dropping the ball as a collective. So they're putting this in their head that, look, there's a, short, a shortage of suitable Black partners. Black women have also been the least likely of any group to marry outside of their race is what they're saying. And remember, we, we talked about um, I believe we talked about previously the special they had on, I think, 2020 or, or one of those shows, Dateline. They did a whole special about how the Black women can't find a mate, which is like a backhanded compliment. If anyone thought that was a compliment, you got played. They're making fun of us. Okay. And they're putting this idea out there that you can't find a mate. You have to do this. Okay. And this guy, this Asiatic dude, wrote this article, and he's making a case for why we can't get married, right? Saying that we have a higher divorce rate and all of these things, which may not even be true. He says he published a book, Is Marriage for White People? This is a brother. Look at him. This is a brother who published a book called Is Marriage for White People? Okay, and this isn't an attack on anyone. But we have to tell the truth. There's a problem with this, severely, a problem with this mentality. Of course, um, this is why I was saying it 
you're taking on Western civilization, this Western thought, this European mindset. Of course, you're going to think that, right? That's just like um, for people, if you speak English, you speak proper English, if you don't have like a heavy um, dialect, um, like um, if you if you're able to speak properly, right? People say you speak like what? White people, right? If you're intelligent, some people are so foolish, they, they think you're acting like white people because black people can't speak, we can't think. And now this guy wrote a whole book about how we can't even get married. He's not gonna come out and say we're savage because he's, he's um, educated, Stanford Law School. He's a professor of law. Stanford Law School. So he's not going to come out and say we're savage, but he's he's implying that. And that's not an attack on him, but it's the truth. This is what's being implied. We can't figure it out. How come they can, right? Is it for them? So this is what's being implied here. And then, you know, the guy put out a whole article. You know, they tapped him. Hey, can you write this article, Mr. Law Professor? Right? <laughs> Showing how Black women should consider marrying white man why more right your brother making a case for you okay and this is important so um you know without our own culture our own way of thinking we are vulnerable and our own people would then be used against us to make this case for our own destruction all right um i want to go into the quran briefly So, yeah, as you can see, Morris, we truly are out there just vulnerable, drowning in the cares of the world. All right. Literally have taken on wholeheartedly taken on um, a Eurocentric point of view to the point where even one of our scholars, uh, a professor of law, makes a book about how marriage is for white people. Okay, this is this is just like the book, The um, Negro, A Beast or In the Image of God. This, he might as well have written that book, right? In that book, you're making the case for how we're savage. That was written by a European, but nowadays it would be written by a professor, by, by a scholar who looks like us. And it would be much safer for them to put the message out than for one of us to do it, right? But we have divine instructions that we must adhere to. Um, if we look in our Quran, this is on chapter 48. You may know what I'm about to read from that, but if we look in our Quran in chapter 20, we have holy instructions and warnings for all young men. And in there, let's go ahead and go there briefly. Chapter 20. Beware, young man, beware of all the allurements of wantonness, and let not the harlot tempt thee to excess in her delights. The madness of desire shall defeat its own pursuits. From the blindness of its rage, thou shalt rush upon destruction. Therefore, give up, give not up thy heart to her sweet enticements, neither suffer thy soul to be enslaved by her enchanting delusion. So this is instructions, holy instructions for all young men, which is just as relevant now a hundred years later, nearly, 
2022 as it was in the 1920s, even more so now, maybe with all of the things, the images and things that we're being bombarded with, right? Everything's about making the women more sexy, more appealing visually for, you know, um, to entice people, to make people want to be more um, promiscuous, even if they're not going to come out and say it like that, that's what they're pushing. So this is beware, young man. This is letting you know, giving you the proper mindset, giving you instructions, right? What to actually look for. But when virtue and modesty enlighten her charms, the luster of a beautiful woman is brighter than the stars of heaven and the influence of her power is it is in vain to resist. So we're giving instructions on, you know, to, to avoid these traps that are being set up for us. And then right after that, we have marriage instructions for man and wife from the noble prophet. So we're given marriage instructions, which is something that is, as black people, you don't, I mean, I'm, you never know. I'm not going to say that in general, none of us get marriage instructions, but a lot of us don't. All right. And then how many of us have parents that stayed married for a decent amount of time, or even they got married at all, you know? And I'm not judging anyone. My parents didn't even get married. So how many of us don't receive any marriage instructions at all? Not even a single piece of advice. I can attest to that. I'm sure somebody else out here can can um, can um, understand where I'm coming from, right? So we're not getting sound advice. Some of us are, and that's a blessing. Appreciate that. If you have family that, that could advise you, it could give you, you know, wisdom and share wisdom, but um, many of us aren't getting that at all. All right, and so, so as black people, there's, there's no culture, there's no, um, there's no creed of our own, right, to guide us. The things that we have, you know, with within Christianity from a Eurocentric point of view, it hasn't worked for us, right? And especially if you read that brother's book, it's not working. It's not helping us. So we have divine instructions, marriage instructions for man and woman. Okay. And then if you keep going, um, we have a duty of a husband, right? Once again, reiterating the importance, what you are to do. Then we have holy instructions for the children. Okay. So this is guiding us on how to build our family because without having our house in order, Nothing else is going to work. It doesn't matter what we do, because that's where the nation begins and ends. Okay, so skipping forward to chapter 48, the end of uh, our Quran, last chapter. All right. Now, this is the last message in the Quran. And the prophet put something in here. It's very important. All right. So the last prophet in these days is Noble Drew Ali, who was prepared divinely in due time by Allah to redeem men from their sinful ways and to warn them of the great wrath, which is sure to come upon the earth. It's sure to come, even though you warn. And if you listen to the minister Farrakhan, he always warns and he always is hopeful that the president's going to listen and, and take heed to the warning. Right. But you know, they're not. It's sure to come, but he still does it anyway. Just sounding hopeful. We give, we're hopeful that you're going to listen and take heed, even though we know that you're not. Okay, so the wrath is sure to come. And we can see, those with eyes to see can see all of the things that are happening. 
it's happening right now. You may even see people online or um, talking about Russia, making sure that their their money now is backed by gold and they're trying to get um, off of the dollar standard. The U.S. forces everyone to um, trade their currency for dollars in exchange for oil, right? And so the world has been weaning themselves off of that for a while now, okay? Allegedly, the prophet said, that one day the dollars will be laying in the street and nobody will even bother to pick them up. And it's getting to that point. All right. So skipping down a little bit, um, just skipping down to the last part of uh, question, uh, verse three says, um, speaking about the prophet who is to bring the true and divine creed of Islam. And his name is Noble Drew Ali, <coughs> who was prepared and sent to this earth by Allah to teach his, the old time religion. And the everlasting gospel to the sons of men. So this is why our people, even now, still are just drowning in the cares of the world. Because they don't have this. We don't, they don't have their own divine creed. The everlasting gospel. Right? Everlasting. That every nation shall worship, shall and must worship under their own vine and fig tree. And return to their own and be one with their father, God, Allah. So some people may even think this isn't even important now. They might be giving us reparations, right? So what happens if they give you reparations and then the dollars devalue right after that, right? Or you, you, you get whatever it is you're looking for and you're still dealing with people, your own people who are writing books about how marriage is for white people, right? Your own people are going in the wrong direction turned around, walking around backwards. It's not going to fix it. The more science temple of America is a lawfully chartered and incorporated organization. Any subordinate temple that desires to receive a charter, the prophet has them to issue to every state throughout the United States. So this is an international organization. But it's, from our perspective, it's, it's, um, we're speaking about the national aspect. All right, the, it's going to all of the states that the world may hear and know the truth that among the descendants of Africa, there's still much wisdom to be learned in these days for the redemption of the sons of men under love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, right? We have our own principles that we stand on. So nobody else can come and turn us around and have us walking around backwards. We, as a clean and pure nation, descended, descended from the inhabitants of Africa, do not desire to amalgamate or marry into the families of the pale-skinned nations of Europe. Why is this important? Why was that mentioned? Why does this have to be in the last chapter, right? The end of time and the fulfilling of the prophecies. This is a part of the fulfilling of the prophecies, okay? So this is included in there. Let's, let's look that word up, though, amalgamate, something we don't use that often, Okay. So um, just looking it up briefly, uh, have, we have combine or unite to form one organization or structure, okay? So um, just going off of that without going too deeply, okay, we need our own organizations, right? Something that's ours, that's not being twisted by anyone else's point of view, okay? And um. Looking at Webster uh, 1828, it says to unite in or as if in an amalgam, to merge in a single body. 
okay? And also looking at that previous definition to form one organization or structure. So this is just reiterating, we need our own, right? Something that's ours, okay? The NAACP wasn't ours. It wasn't ours then, and it isn't ours now, even though it's 2022, when Marcus Garvey went into the headquarters of the NAACP, right? He was confused about where he was, like, was he in the right place? Because all of the people there that were in these nice positions, they were all either European or they looked, they were so light complected that they could pass for European, right? And so that means that it wasn't us. It wasn't for us by us. Also, their headquarters was bought and paid for by um, Jews, right? So they didn't even own the building they were in. Okay, so we have to have our own. It's not, you know, being potentially um, influenced by other people. And then to also to marry into the families of the Pale Skin Nations of Europe, right? So not knocking people who are in those relationships and all, it's just that we understand now that this is what we must do, right? Because that has led us astray. Neither serve the gods of their religion, because our forefathers are the true and divine founders of the first religious creed for the redemption and salvation of mankind on earth. So also no one else can come and tell us what we're supposed to be doing and thinking. Therefore, we are returning the church and Christianity back to the European nations as it was prepared by their forefathers for their earthly salvation. Remember, the European nations came together. They formed the Council of Nicaea. They decided to take on Christianity as their official religion for their different nations because they had to have an, um, a spiritual system that recognized the creator or they wouldn't be seen as civilized, right? And they, they had different options. It didn't have to be Christianity, but that's what they decided on and they prepared. They decided which books to put into the Bible and everything. So that was for them, <laughs> All right, while we, the Moorish Americans, are returning to Islam, which was founded by our forefathers for our earthly and divine salvation, the covenant of the great God, Allah, honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be longer upon the earth land, which the Lord thy God hath given to thee. So um, just going back to this, like within our religion, by returning to our ways, we have divine instructions. We have marriage instructions. Right. So none of that stuff should even apply to us. Those problems shouldn't be our problems. But most of our people are drowning in the cares of the world because they don't know about this. All right. And everything is telling them that you can't get along. Even subconsciously. Remember years ago, the movie Hancock with Will Smith. He's supposed to be this God and his mate in the movie was a um, was an actress. Um, Charlize Theron, she's a European, but um, in the movie, they're supposed to be mates. And, and they had it where if they get together, he starts to lose his powers and die, right? And um, just thinking about this, in movies, a lot of times they show this dynamic. Um, and that one, you know, that by the appearance, you would think, okay, this is an interracial relationship, but no, they're both guys. So this is showing that we couldn't be mates. And they show this all the time in movies. Um, usually it's two Asiatic people and there's some type of issue or problem. Even movies that our own people put out, 
there's always some issues and reasons why they can't be together. Okay? And um, this has been going on for a while. It's all in the music and everything. So they're putting this out, and it's against everything we stand on. It's against all our divine instructions, everything. So, <laughs> excuse me. Just wanted to point that out. Um, because if we don't do it, nobody else will. Nobody else will even see it. They won't even be aware that this is going on, Morris. I mean, it's for real. All right. So um, as we go in here, let's let's just go over the first couple of questions. Um, please say these with me, whether you're doing it out loud or in your head. Question one, who made you? Allah. Who is Allah? Allah is the father of the universe. Can we see him? No. Where is the nearest place we can meet him? In the heart. Who is Noble Drew Ali? He is Allah's prophet. What is a prophet? A prophet is a thought of Allah manifested in flesh. What is the duty of a prophet? To save nations from the wrath of Allah. Who is the founder of the Morris Science Temple of America? Noble Drew Ali. What year? Was the Morris Science Temple of America founded? 1913 AD, where? Newark, New Jersey. Newark, New Jerusalem, right? Newark, New Jersey. Where was Noble Drew Ali born? In the state of North Carolina, 1886. What is his nationality? Moorish American. What is your nationality? Moorish American. All right, Islam. So let's... um. Let's go over these questions. And of course, if anybody wants to chime in, um, whether you have questions or anything to add, feel free to speak up. Um, but just going back to the first question, who made you Allah? Um, this is just setting things straight. Of course, the prophets come into people who psychologically have been um, indoctrinated and have wholeheartedly like taken on their the colonizers, their oppressors' religion, right? So this would have been like a shock to a lot of people. And it still is today, right? Right? Family members and friends, they're like Islam. It's still a shock to the system because people have been so indoctrinated into this, right? But by returning us to this, the prophet is bringing us back to something that predates um, everything that the Europeans set up, predating that whole entire structure, right? So he has to give us those words. But also... In question two, who is Allah? Allah is the father of the universe, right? To give us an understanding, right? The father, the creator, protector, provider, all right? So this um, father, this is also letting it be known also that we're connected to it, the father, okay? We're not out here just by ourselves, disconnected, you know, bastard stepchildren or something like that. No. All right. So this is important too. this understanding is returned to us because in many um, cases with religion, you have a system set up where you have all these these middlemen. Right. All these go betweens between you and the creator. We know the nearest place we can meet Allah is in the heart. Um, I think the heart may be. Like not physically the heart, but actually the pineal gland. Right. But regardless of that. We know that we can meet a lot within. Okay. And so this is also, you know, the father of the universe. Just let it be known. We're talking about the creator of all, but he's also the father. Okay. 
Um, and can we see him? No, right? We can't depict him with physical eyes, right? But there is a way to see or, or look upon the face, right? But that's by going within, by opening the, the eye that's within, the third eye. All right, and so it says, where's the nearest place we can meet him in the heart? All right, so, you know, just once again, no middlemen. There's no go-between. It doesn't matter what anyone else says, what their station is, the high priest, the pope, none of that matters. Because the nearest place we can meet him is in the heart. So it doesn't matter who comes along later on or whatever they are, the, the Ayatollah, the emperor, whatever. It doesn't matter, right? The nearest place everyone can meet a lies in the heart. So it doesn't matter if somebody is um, living in the streets, drunk all the time. They get it together. The nearest place they can meet a lies in the heart. Nobody is really over anyone. And this is important to understand. Right, that's the only place we can meet a lot. Like you know, um, then speaking on the prophet Noble Drew Ali, making this understanding. Right, he is a lost prophet. This is um, is explained briefly who that Noble Drew Ali is a prophet, and then what a prophet is. It's the thought of a lot manifested in the flesh. Then, the, then the duties of a prophet. So there's a reason why this is explained in this order. Right, we're given the duties of a prophet, and then where our prophet is from, and what time period. All of this is explained in order for a reason. So it says, "What is the duty of a prophet to save nations from the wrath of Allah?" Okay, that's in the Bible. That's in the Quran. When it, you know, when it's speaking about the prophets being sent to the people, this is what they do. Okay, and um, then we're given the location i mean one of the duties one of the things that he did right right after it's saying that the prophet is to save nations from the wrath of allah okay he founded the more science temple of america so we can logically conclude that the more science temple of america was founded to save us from the wrath of allah right because the more science temple of america is here to uplift fallen humanity so it's here to save our us our nation from the wrath of allah we didn't even know we had a nation um then we're given a time period of course he founded the temple in 1913 in newark new jersey which is where we're at right in north of mexico north america but then we're given a location for the prophet which is very important he was born in north carolina in 1886 so this is all listed in order because with the prophet being born in 1886 in north carolina we really look at the history of what was going on at that point in time. North Carolina was one of the um, last states. Well, um, they were they were one of the holdouts, like to end slavery. So they were against ending slavery, big time. Um, they were one of the last states to ratify the Thirteenth Amendment, and the Thirteenth Amendment was supposed to make it um, constitutionally like illegal for individuals to own slaves and they didn't want to ratify that right then they had like a major um stronghold for the kkk right we had a lot of um 
I would say massacres, they, they would probably say race riots, right? Where Europeans would go in and um, um, try to destroy our towns, kill a lot of our people, do lynchings. All right. And this is where the prophet was from. He was born there and in 1886. So this is letting us know, okay, yeah, he knew what time it was. And that's important too, because when we read the literature, the prophet says what? He traveled throughout the South. And it's the doings of our own people. Right? Didn't the prophet say this? He traveled throughout the South. And and he saw what our people were doing, and that's why they suffered. So some people, some Moors even, get hear this and they get it twisted. Right? They they get it twisted thinking that the prophet's like, you know, um saying, oh, we just need to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. That's what a lot of Europeans love to say, right? Just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You know, get to work. You'll be all right. So they, they try to take that, that um, part of it because the prophet said, I have traveled in the South and have examined conditions there. And it is the works of my people continuously practicing the things which bring dishonor, disgrace, and disrespect to any nation that lives the life right? But that's not what the prophet was about. He witnessed all of these terrible things. He understood what time it was. And that's why allegedly the prophet said the Europeans would pay off in compound interest for what they did during slavery. He wasn't letting them off the hook, right? He's like, no, nobody's letting them off the hook, but he's also not letting us off the hook too, because it's like, well, you're not going to get what's supposed to be coming to you and you're still practicing their religion <clears throat> nowadays, you know, trying to look like them and everything. <laughs> you know, come on, we have to clean it up. We have to clean ourselves up no matter what. So he wasn't letting anyone off the hook, but these prerequisites were met, right? What is his nationality, Moorish American? What is ours, Moorish American? So we are the same. Just establishing that so that there's no confusion. This is done for a reason. When we look at the Bible, look at Deuteronomy 18.18, it says the same thing. All right? It says in the King James Bible, I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. Okay? So he's raising up a prophet from among the brethren means coming from amongst his own people. The prophet is going to come from amongst their own people and he's going to put his words in his mouth, meaning they're going to speak the divine instructions from God, from Allah, without their own spin on it, right? Whereas we, we might want to put our own spin on it. The prophet is going to do it unadulterated, okay? That's the difference. And so that was established in... um all of the scriptures, right? So we saw that in Deuteronomy, always speak on the Quran. That's in there so many times. It's the precedent. It's in Surah 3, Ayat 164, 1047, 14 verse 4, 16 verse 36 and 16 verse 84. Just one for example, 1047. And for every ummah, that means for every nation, there is a messenger. When their messenger comes, the matter will be judged between them with justice. All right, also in 14.4, we send not a messenger except to teach in the language of his own people in order to make things clear to them. 
all right? And speaking about, so they will be, um, the matter will be just between them with justice and they will not be wrong. So we're speaking about what's coming, right? Allah's going to send a messenger to every people with the same command, serve Allah and eschew evil, right? So that the people can get right. So this is happening to every people. Don't let any people come and tell you that you don't get a prophet. Some will actually try to do that, but you can shut that down very quickly, all right? Because this is a universal message. So it's probably not just in the Bible, in the Quran, but this is why the prophet did this. And that's why it's put in that order, right? To establish, let it be known to those who understand the scripture, this is who we're dealing with. A prophet of Allah sent to save us, our nation, from the wrath of Allah. Okay, so that we can get it together. He came from amongst us. He satisfied the prerequisites, and now it's on us to follow the message, to get right, to come into our divine covenant. Okay, and that's what this is all about. Um, on that note, though, I yield the floor. If anybody has anything they would like to add, like to share, feel free to speak up, Islam. All right, Islam, if there's no uh, further questions or comments, want to announce without further ado, we're going into the closing of the meeting. All right, all meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Everyone, please rise and face the east for the closing prayer. Allah, bind our hearts and minds back to our ancient forefathers, divine creed and principles. We ask this in thy holy name and the seven Elohim. Amen. Islam, Morris, this meeting is now adjourned. Peace and love. Peace.